Hey everybody, welcome to Renewing the Center. Uh, my name is Chris and it is so good to have you with us here at the beginning of another calendar year. Uh, the day of the publishing of this podcast episode is January 1st, so Happy New Year. And just a reminder, uh, here at Renewing the Center, we engage uh, the Anglican lectionary with an eye towards seeing how the Lord wants to speak renewal and life into our own hearts. So I'm going to read Psalm 3 and then we're going to pray and we're going to see what the Lord has for us today. Lord, how they are increased who trouble me. Many are those who rise up against me. Many there are who say of my soul, there is no help for him and his God. But you, O Lord, are my defender. You are my glory, the one who lifts up my head. I called upon the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. I lay down and slept, rose up again, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of the people who have set themselves against me round about. Rise up, O Lord, and help me, O my God. For you smite all my enemies on the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to the Lord. May your blessing be upon your people. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, I pray that you would speak to us today as we meditate upon your word. I pray, God, that you would help us to hear words uh, that would speak to our souls, actually, as we step into this new year. God, help us to think about our lives and about your work in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this poem begins with trouble. Uh, the, the poet says, those who trouble me have increased. Many are those who rise up against me. What a way to begin. Uh, it's interesting for me to note how people are troubling him. Um, they're not like, you know, TPing his house or trying to ruin his job. They're saying of his soul that there's no help for him uh, from God. And when I think about my own life, I think, man, that is the worst kind of trouble. When people say and believe God's not helping you, he won't help you. And the psalmist says that these accusations are hitting him on a very deep level. And I can identify. Uh, it wasn't long ago um, that I was feeling these accusations. There's no one to help you. And yeah, sure, there were some people probably who would say that or were saying that. But most of that voice was coming from within me, from the broken places in my own heart and soul. Uh, those places where we just hear uh, the voice of the accuser saying, God's not going to help you get through this. You're, you're, you're on your own. I'm sure that I'm not the only one who's been there. We've all been in places where we have felt like we were on our own. So what happens? What does the poet do when he feels the accusation coming that God won't help him? We're told that he reminds himself of that which is true, especially when there are doubts and accusations being raised around him. The poet says, you are my defender. You are my, you are my glory. You are the one who lifts up my head. That idea in the Bible of lifting up our heads, I want you to think of the times and the places in your life when your head has been bowed down low. Times of shame and defeat, you know, where you hang your head. You think of a, an athlete hanging her head on a field after losing a match or a game. There are times where we all feel defeated. And we're told here that the poet reminds himself that, God, you are the one who will lift up my head you're the one who'll put your hand under my chin. I believe that we have to remind ourselves of this action on the part of God, especially when we're feeling low, when we're feeling discouraged. I think all of us need to remind ourselves from time to time because we leak clarity. We also leak confidence. 
and in adversity when it comes and difficulty when it comes, they make that leak inside of us grow bigger and the leak happens more quickly. And maybe you're there right now. Maybe you're in a place where you feel like your head is low, where you feel downcast. Um, I want to encourage you today to remind yourself of that which is true. There have been so many times in my life and over the last few years where I've had to choose to believe. I've had to look outside myself and see a kind of true north, whether there were parts of me that wanted to believe it or not. I had to say, I choose to believe your promise. And what we see here is that the poet chooses to believe the promises of God, chooses to orient himself to, around that which is true when he feels discouraged. Because the truth of the matter is we're all a mixed bag. Um, I've said this a lot on the podcast lately because I think I've come to believe this about myself. I am a mixed bag. There are parts of me that struggle to believe and then there are other parts that really long to believe and do believe in the goodness of God. What I see the poet doing here is acknowledging that there are parts of his own heart that don't believe God's going to help him, but he speaks to the other parts of himself and he says, Lord, I'm remembering that which is fundamentally true. My mind comes up to uh, that, that person that was engaging Jesus in the Gospels who said, I believe, help my unbelief. Uh, that person's probably the patron saint of internal family systems. So what happens? The poet reminds himself of that which is true, and then the poet cries out with his voice. I believe that crying out, speaking prayers out loud where our ears can hear the prayer is really important. The psalmist chooses to get outside of his own head. And one of the things that I've learned is that anxiety and difficulty, those things work to sometimes trap us in our head. I believe that we're meant to hear our prayers, especially when we're discouraged. Uh, your ears occasionally need to hear your mouth cry out and say true things about God, even when there are parts of you that are struggling to believe it. And then what happens? We're told that the poet is able to sleep. And I think that's a fascinating thing to note here. He says these words, I lay down and slept and rose again for the Lord sustained me. I think we sleep better when we cry out. When we get out of the echo chamber of our heads and we say things out loud to God, I believe that it allows us to rest. There's more to this, I think, than um, we may think. The, the psalmist is telling us essentially that he's in trouble, that he's been tempted to believe lies. So what does he do? He reminds himself of that which is true, and then he cries out, and then he goes to sleep. He's able to surrender, to let things ride, to let go. One of the things that I hold in my own heart now on a pretty regular basis is that negative thoughts, fear, uh, discouragement, anxiety, these things are like the weather. They, they come and go. They blow in. They blow out. And there are times where we're supposed to name truth, cry out to God, and then choose to surrender. And in this moment, surrender meant sleep. He was not going to solve his problems that night. He was going to lay his head down and recognize that God is the only one who could sustain him. And then what happens? Courage comes in the morning. I believe there's something here. Many of us maybe are being invited right now to consider that you may be facing something that's on top of you, kind of uh, feels bigger than you, feels uh, more challenging than you can actually work, work through. Cry out to God after reminding yourself of that which is true, and then go to sleep. God met him in the night. He felt courage come into his bones. 
I think sometimes if we won't overinterpret our fear and anxiety, if we'll just give it some time, we'll see things change. Weather systems, they roll in and they roll out. It's an interesting thing to note here that he's still surrounded by trouble. He says in verse 6, I will not be afraid of ten thousands of the people who have set themselves against me round about. God wants to give you a bigger perspective. It's interesting when we look at Psalm 3 that the trouble doesn't change immediately, but the poet's perspective changes. And maybe that's what God wants to do for you. There may be trouble brewing in your life that's not going to go away immediately, but your perspective can shift pretty quickly. So I think there are a few things here I'm going to recap. The poet sees reality. He sees that there's trouble. Some of you just need to acknowledge things are hard. The poet then reminds himself after seeing reality that things are hard. The poet then says, but I'm going to remind myself of that which is true. I'm going to orient myself toward a true north. Then the poet cries out with his mouth so that his ears can hear the prayer. After the poet cries out with his mouth, he goes to sleep. He's able to surrender and let go. And then when he wakes up, courage has come into his bones. The situation hasn't changed, but how he is in the situation has changed. And maybe there's a word in here for you. I'll leave it here. Salvation belongs to God, but the blessings of God belong to us. And there's something so beautiful about the way the poet ends this uh, song. He says, I want the blessing of God to rest on me. I pray God's kindness and his blessing, his presence and an awareness of his presence would rest on you as we step into 2024. God bless you. Go in peace. Mm-hmm.